0: This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show.
1: There are over 4 million homeless youth in America in any given year. We'll talk to an expert to learn why so many leave home, how they survive on the streets, and what can be done to help them.
2: So this is an enormous problem. That would be one kid out of almost every classroom across the country is experiencing some form of homelessness living without an adult in their life.
1: Then, recent research shows that many are biased toward people with disabilities. The study's author shares his results and suggests ways to deal with the problem. Biases are pretty
2: ingrained, and like I said, even if you're aware of something, that doesn't necessarily mean you could change it or think differently automatically.
1: Those two stories are coming your way in moments. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Over 4 million young people are homeless in America. But why? How do they survive on the streets? And what can be done to help them? Here with the story, InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Susan Frankel
0: is the CEO of the National Runaway Safe Line. Susan, it seems like runaways are kind of a forgotten issue. You rarely see much about kids in the news unless something horrific happens. But how serious is the problem?
2: Actually, it's a pretty significant issue that's affecting youth across our country. We know that about 1 in 30 young people ages 13 to 17 actually experience homelessness at some point in any given year. Homelessness in this definition and that one out of 30 number means they are living unaccompanied with an adult. So there's a little bit at times an interchange between the words runaway and homeless. But just to understand that scope, that would be one kid out of almost every classroom across the country is experiencing some form of homelessness living without an adult in their lives. So that could be anything from couch surfing to moving from family member to living in a car to living on the street, anything of that nature. And to understand the entire scope, there's approximately 4.2 million homeless youth in our country in any given year ages 13 to 24. So this is an enormous problem that's more than the population of just the city of Los Angeles.
1: Mm.
0: Is this problem growing, or is it something that just kind of is always there and never changes?
2: We are definitely seeing the problem grow pretty steadily, particularly over the course of the last 10 years or so. We know that there's a lot of young people out there who are considered runaway or homeless. To your point, it's not an issue that's always talked about unless you hear The horrific story of a young person disappearing or it makes its way around social media, but we know that this is happening every day and it's not just a rural problem or an urban problem. It's really happening everywhere across our country.
0: Can you describe some of the most common scenarios that lead to a runaway situation?
2: There are a variety of things that happen. Kids aren't leaving home just because it's fun. It's not fun to live on the street. They're typically running from something, not to something. Some of the scenarios that we typically see, quite a few young people who are leaving home because of abusive situations or unsafe situations that they're experiencing. There's a large percentage of runaway and homeless youth, about 40% or so, that are self-identified as LGBTQ. And we do see a lot of those young people are typically... Asked to leave home or kicked out of home or locked out for those reasons. We know that the opioid crisis is having an impact as young people are looking for ways to, again, stay safe, find shelter, find ways to survive. So it can be any and everything.
0: And is there a most common age?
2: The National Runaway Safeline, we typically are working with young people at age 12 through 21. We are seeing young people reaching out to us younger, to so 10, 11. But the main group of folks we typically hear from is somewhere between the ages of 15 and 17.
0: Homelessness can be considered a fairly broad term. You mentioned it earlier. Where do these kids typically end up when they leave?
2: I think you even mentioned it pretty early on. Is it? Is it something that, you know, we're not seeing or not understanding or has it changed? And, and a lot of young people are really skilled at somewhat staying hidden. So it's not always that you're just going to see young people sleeping, you know, on a street corner or in urban areas where people, you know, maybe just see folks just hanging out. It's very different. So it very often is couch surfing, moving from a friend's house to a friend's house finding different places where young people can kind of gather to stay safe. We hear of a lot of young people living in their cars. So they're very good in many ways. It's being hidden. We will hear a lot about, but these high school age kids were in school, so how can they be homeless? But they are, they're attending school. They may be playing sports. They may be doing all kinds of things because they're trying to survive, but they're doing it in a way where almost every night they're not quite sure where they're going to sleep at night. So really working with the larger public and legislators and folks who are able to help make a difference to address the problem to understand that that is defined as homelessness. It's not just someone sleeping on the street corner.
0: Do we know the stats in terms of how many of these runaways eventually end up back home? I'm assuming it's a fairly small number.
2: So I don't know if I can give you an exact number. What we do know is that there's a lot of episodic runaway issues, meaning things might escalate. Young person leaves home. They may return, try to work things out. Things go okay for a while. Things change. We know that family economics has a big role to play. Maybe the family stabilizes for a bit, so the young person's able to return home, but then things change. They leave again. We actually operate a national program in partnership with Greyhound Bus Services, where we work to reunify young people with families or guardians. And so we know where we work, if a young person is ready or willing and wants to return home, we'll help facilitate free transportation. So let's say, here we are, we're based out of Chicago. Let's say a young person ends up in Chicago from, I don't know, Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And they want to return home. So we will work with that young person and that family to facilitate a free bus ticket to return home. But we also do some mediation and some intervention to really talk about what do they need? Are there other services, local support? What needs to happen to change things to return home? So it really varies. But there's also a very large network of service providers that are really working to help find Young people, other alternate living arrangements, other alternatives, so shelter system, independent living programs, ways that if returning home isn't an option, you still want to help find a safe and long-term stable housing for young people.
0: Aside from helping them to return home, how can a service like the National Runaway Safe Line help in other ways?
2: We do a variety of different kinds of things. So one of the things, first and foremost, is we are operating crisis services 24 hours a day. So young people can reach us via our hotline, which is our hotline number, 1-800-RUNAWAY. But we also offer digital online services. We have the chat system, which is essentially like an instant messaging. You've got a live person working with you back and forth. We have a email system, and then we also have a digital forum that's been super helpful for young people to ask questions and get information. We are able to work with young people really on any issue that they're facing. So it could be anything from I'm scared to go home because I got in trouble, I don't know what to do at school, you know, and I just need help to think through that kind of crisis to I'm being bullied to I need to tell my mom and dad that I'm gay but I don't know how to do that to I'm being abused, what do I do? And what we do is we really walk through and work with that young person. We have a trauma-informed, youth-focused approach to providing crisis services that helps the young person come up with a plan that's going to work for them. We also operate the largest national database of services so we can link young people to all kinds of services. Maybe they need counseling support. Maybe they're looking for shelter. Maybe they're looking for food. It can run the gamut of what we're able to then link them to we also offer mediation conference calling services. So maybe really what they'd like to do is get some help talking to mom or dad or the guardian about what's going on, but they feel like they can't do it alone. So we're there to make that call, bring them together, help to kind of figure out next steps in and, and a plan. The so nice thing about what we're doing is crisis doesn't happen just from nine to five or eight to four, right? It can happen at any time and it happens on holidays and weekends. So we're always here. We also do a lot of work around prevention. So what we're finding right now is about 57% of the young people who reach out to us actually haven't yet left home. So we know that there's a huge opportunity to link those young people to resources in their local communities to help prevent them from leaving home. Once a young person leaves home, they're so much then more susceptible to so many other dangerous circumstances that are out there. It may be that living at home isn't the right option, but linking them in more immediately to services, we know, has far better outcomes.
0: So, Susan, give us the contact information one more time.
2: Sure. We have a hotline, which is 1-800-RUNAWAY, and then we have our website, which is 1-800-RUNAWAY.org, which then links you into all of our crisis services.
0: Susan Frankel, the CEO of the National Runaway Safe Line. thank you very much for joining us today.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate
1: it. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. Next, prejudice is common toward disabled Americans. That story, coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this.